Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Loft. This is The Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, and with me as always is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And, wow, these weeks are flying by. This is like episode 24, I think. Um, I don't know. It's either 23 or 24. And we're changing up the schedule. This yeah, this is a us. Saturday night. We're going to still put it out tomorrow afternoon. Well, I've been here like every day this week, and I, I don't feel like coming tomorrow. I know, and today was such a long day. It's a long day, so this I figured nice, let's get it out of the way. This is going to be a nice, like, kind of late night. What if this episode winds up being really good? Do we have to, like, Always change, do Saturday like, nights? late? I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's no reason that we have to have a routine but having a routine somehow makes it better um i think having the routine is what just keeps us doing it if we were just like hey once a week doesn't matter when we'll make a podcast we probably just wouldn't make a podcast yeah but at this point um we do have a podcast this is definitely still a podcast episode 24 of the brothers catch up if you're listening to this i appreciate your ears frankie and i I've been doing this now for months and almost half a year's worth of podcasts. I really think the conversations we've had and especially emphasis on the ones we've recently been having have been very fun to listen to. I listen to all of them after we record them, so like I appreciate our own conversations, I guess. I don't listen to them. That's good, probably. <laughs> I mean I'm costing myself viewership, but or listenership, I listenership. should say. No one's watching it. But well, I don't think we're really in it for that. I have no idea how these come out. I don't know if they're good. I don't know how we sound. I just think the I, audio quality could be terrible. And I would never know. I think we have. I just think we have fun, and then I have fun listening to us have fun again, which is sad. But that well, gives me two hours a week where I get to have fun with you. That's so, nice. that's so nice. That's so nice because we're together good. way longer than that. <laughs> but good to know that the only good times you have with me during the week. Is when we sit down and do this, and then when you get to listen to yourself talk again. <laughs> Great. I guess, it, yeah. <laughs> we have more fun than that. Nope. I have no fun. That's why. It tried to kill me this week. Not getting into details about it, but <laughs> it tried to poison me. This last for you. Um, you've been very giggly that tonight. Was, that was hilarious. Okay, so. Should we talk about. I have. Something that I did want to talk about. Is it your it's, knives? No. It's not my knives. We're going to have to talk about that. But it's rolling off of kind of the last two weeks and how we've kind of had these metaphysical conversations that have just kind of, we let kind of go based on the topic. Mm, mm, but yes. mm-hmm. the current event and metaphysical conversation can kind of be combined this week. Current event. What is the current event? The girl who got shot because she's gonna stab somebody. No. Okay. Let me guess. Derek Chauvin. No. Okay. Not heavy. Not well, heavy. Kind of heavy. I lumber talk, prices. I want to talk about aliens. Is there a current event that I'd do with aliens? What I miss? Well, the Pentagon has come out now, and dude, you know what's weird? What? Seems like every week now. Your conversation somehow keeps going towards 
something I happen to be like somewhat related to in the week, even though we haven't talked about it. I know you were telling me about the the guy's YouTube channel, and I'm assuming this is where we're going. Secure team, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was but I had a separate I had yeah. a separate thing with aliens this past week, and I was interested in. What was that? Uh, I don't want to talk about it right now. Well, I was thinking about aliens because we were talking about our beliefs, and then we were talking about our dreams, and we were talking about planes of existence. Correct. And now, talk about philosophies. Mm-hmm. What are aliens? These extraterrestrial beings. Now we were talking about simulation theory. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a subscriber to simulation theory. But then everything is a simulation, including our alien friends. Correct. So what are we talking about when we talk about UFOs, when we talk about well, I am extraterrestrials? I am one of those people that you cannot convince me that there's not another life out there when we talk about just like the vastness of our universe. So there's definitely something out there, in my opinion. Um... But what are they? You know, the, the idea is always that they're more advanced than we are. But what if they're not? Like, why do they have to be? Well, they would have to be in some ways to get here. How do we know? If they've made it across time and space to get here, they'd have to be at least in some way more advanced than we are. Yeah, okay. But what if we're pretty advanced and we don't know it? We might be. Maybe they're just very spiritual and they can transcend time via some vibrational rift that like, they create with meditation. But in technological ways, they don't have much. Or like, are you familiar with Bob Lazar and his, what he talks well, about? I was going to talk about Bob Lazar because I was going to talk about the spaceship he works on. Yeah. About how like it has no <laughs> control Supposedly it's it. very simple. Yeah, there's like no control panels, no buttons. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means they're doing it with their mind? Are they doing it with what? But, like, at some point, like, I mean, I don't think we're that far away from that type of stuff. Like, when you listen to, like, Elon Musk talk about, like, Neuralink, that's, that shit's common. And that stuff is, like, like, we're going to be communicating without talking. We're going to be just, like, thinking things. So, I can see how that technology exists. Um, But when you talk about, like, what are aliens, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but more on, more on like, there are so many, I don't think people realize, or if they do realize, I, I don't know how often people stop to really appreciate. Stars. How, no, how different and vast the lore is in our mythology as humans on UFOs, aliens, spacecrafts, uh, other world beings, different types of beings. The, you name it and if you're just talking about okay what do people believe about these things it's it's a spectrum that ranges everything from there's nothing aside from human beings to bigfoot hollow earth civilizations sub aquatic ocean faring earth civilizations ufos from mars palladian UFO beings, uh, reptilian shapeshifters, Bigfoot. I think I said that. You said already. Bigfoot already. But, that, you but get it's what interesting. I'm it's interesting that you brought up the 
the Pleiadian alien saying, people things. People believe that. Well, there's a dude. I don't even want to say dude. There's a, a being I follow on Twitter, and I've followed him for the past five years now, who claims to be an alien. Is he an alien? Probably not. However, I I follow with an open mind. I'm just like, what if this dude really is an alien? <laughs> like, what? Like, That'd I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's weird, right? Because, like, there's just... And it goes back. Like, it's not like UFO stuff is, like, new. Like, this no. has been happening forever. Like, even, like, in ancient times, there's, like, depictions of these things. And we've what was had... that? I bring it up with you often, I think. But I always go back to it, but I always forget the specifics of it. It's the newspaper article from, like, the 1500s in Germany about the space fight that happened. Uh, it's ring a bell? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, okay. Unless you're talking about... Um... No, that book up. you used to read? No, 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 no. I'll pull it up. But you know what's weird about the UFO stuff? Like, I personally don't think I've ever had a UFO encounter. I There was one kind of thing that somehow, like, kind of... All right, what is it? Got found it. that pretty quickly. I'm impressed. So it's the celestial phenomenon over Nuremberg. I've definitely talked to you about this before. And just that 15, name. Yeah. It happened in 1561, which makes you wonder, like, why they, why, okay, why they have the Nuremberg trials? Like, what's going on with Germany? Hitler was very involved in aliens. Supposedly, if you believe in conspiracy 1561? Theory, yes. Hold on. How do we, yeah. I'm interested in, this is where a lot of people struggle with conspiracy theories. I'm interested in conspiracy theories. But that just means to me, in my opinion, I like to entertain any conspiracy theory I could possibly read. I read all sorts of conspiracy yeah. theories. And some I How many actually... of them do you come back and go, that's total bullshit? Probably a lot. No, tons of them. Of course. And I see them pop up from time to time again. Because I'm familiar with them, I can say, okay, well, that's I know this is mostly rooted in bullshit. But I know where the truths are in some of these. Because in most of these conspiracy theories, there are truths or historical facts that these things are based in. Where people do get lost and confused in... in misinformation or mistruth but if you're if you're an informed open-minded person it's not hard to decipher reality from propaganda or fiction or whatever i'm excited to hear about this and i kind of want to in the future of podcasts i would love for me and you to like think of an idea before (laughs) the no seriously like thinking of an idea before the podcast that way we can come to this podcast like researched like thoughts and opinions because now you're just going to read me something and i gotta be like this that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> so all right but let's hear it okay so this is the celestial phenomenon wait of hold Herbert. on what year 1561 1561 okay i'm not a good historian guy like yeah. i don't know 1561 sure yeah. what exists in 1561 <laughs> tvs uh, tvs are no internet's no i know that <laughs> uh is well, electricity newspaper, like this is captured in a newspaper? Electricity, electricity no. is no, right. There's no electricity. It's so like 1500s. people are in their ha- in their homes. Do they have homes? Are homes invented? I'm just gonna read you the Wikipedia. Wait, page hold list. on. Okay, I'm asking questions here. Yeah, they have homes. They have homes, but there's no people lights in their houses. Invented homes. No, no, hold on. This is important. Have, there's no lights in their houses. Sure. What's entertainment in 15? Like, what do, what are people doing in 1561? 
Okay. What year was Abraham Lincoln president? Not, not even close not. to 1561. <laughs> like that thing about a country. That's what I'm saying. Think about how far that is. 1561. That's 200 years plus before the uh, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That's crazy. The Jesuits were founded in 1542. That's crazy. Michelangelo paints the Sistine Chapel in 1543. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. I like that. Now I get some historical context. What else? So, uh, Give me something else from that time. Okay, let's see. Give me one more thing. <laughs> All right, wait, I'll get a little bit closer to 1563. Yeah. Like, what happened in 1561 besides that? In 15... You're going to like this one. In 1559, an Italian invents ice cream. We're talking <laughs> an alien space fight. <laughs> two years... Two years after... Ice cream was invented? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? That's probably why more people aren't talking about it. Because they're just like, who cares what's going on there? Do you see this incredible thing we're eating? Wait, hold on. Hold on. How, wait, hold on. How are we inventing ice cream in fifth? That's a, that can't be right. We don't have electricity. How are we keeping shit cold? I don't know. You do it, though. You figured it out. Some Italian guy. Is he just pouring milk on the snow I outside? Was up like in those uh, mountains. <laughs> I was up in the mountains. In, Did you uh, know? In Venice, <laughs> I was. Was it Venice? Venice doesn't or have CC? mountains, so it's definitely it not CC. Venice. I've I was been to Venice. Up high in this mountain where St. Francis slept in this little like That's rock CC. bed. Holy moly! Up there, it gets so cold. dry and cold. I can see how they keep ice cream. So I was gonna say, all right, imagine living where it's warm. Do you know how you how they kept stuff cold before they had like refrigerators and stuff? No, how? Well, do you want to have a guess here? Ice. No, they didn't have ice. There's no way they can make ice. So how would you keep stuff cold before refrigeration and stuff? Bury it. Bury it because it would be cool underground. Ice. Isn't that weird. I put it real low, real deep. All right. So that's it's... fascinating to me. That two years before. Or two years after ice cream was invented, this thing took place. All right, in 1563, the Council of Trent. I don't know what that is. Is concluded. It's the Catholic Church. Okay. All right. Talk to me about the space fight. I'm just gonna read you the Wikipedia page. Now, Wikipedia is not the same Wikipedia it was many years ago. So who knows how watered down and propagandized this particular page is? But I guarantee you, just reading this, it's still gonna be. You're gonna be like, holy fuck. That's for real? Well, yes. But do we know it's for real? How do we know it's not just made up in a newspaper? We'll get to that. Okay. I'll read you the controversies too. But you can come to your own conclusions, because I think it's interesting. The 1561 celestial phenomenon over Nuremberg. A mass sighting of celestial phenomenon or unidentified flying objects occurred in 1561 above Nuremberg, then a free imperial city of the Holy Roman Empire. The phenomenon has been interpreted by some modern UFO enthusiasts as an aerial battle of extraterrestrial origin. This view is mostly dismissed by skeptics, some referencing Carl Jung's mid-20th century writings about the subject, while others find the phenomenon likely to be a sundog, which is so ridiculous. It's a sundog. I believe a sundog is like kind of a solar flare that you can see from Earth. No. Not 100% sure, but I believe that's ridiculous. Okay, history. A broadsheet news article printed in April of 1561 describes a mass sighting of celestial phenomenon 
The broadsheet illustrated with woodcut engravings and a text by Hans Glazier measures 26.2 centimeters by 38.0 centimeters. The document is archived in the prints and drawings collection of the... I can't even pronounce this word. It's something Swiss. Uh, I'm going to read you the text because I don't need Wikipedia's description. This is just the text. So this is the actual text of the event that someone captured... A translation of it. Okay. In the morning of April 14th, 1561, at daybreak, between 4 and 5 a.m., a dreadful apparition occurred on the sun. And then, this was seen in Nuremberg in the city, before the gates and in the country, by many men and women. At first, there appeared in the middle of the sun two blood-red semicircle arcs, just like the moon in its last quarter. And in the sun, above and below, on both sides, the color was blood. And there stood a round ball of partly dull, partly black, furious color. Likewise, there stood on both sides, and as a torus about the sun, such blood-red ones and other balls in large number, about three in a line, and four in also a square. And some were alone. In between these globes were visible a few blood-red crosses, between which there were blood-red strips, becoming thicker to the rear and in front a malleable-like rod of of reed grass, which were intermingled above them two big rods and one on the right and one to the left. Within the small and big rods there were three or also four more globes, and these all started to fight amongst themselves, so that the globes, which were first in the sun, flew out to the one standing on both sides, Thereafter, the globe standing outside the sun in the small and large rods flew into the sun. Besides the globe, flew back and forth amongst themselves, fought vehemently with each other for over an hour, and when the conflict, it, and when the conflict ended again out of the sun was most intense, they became fatigued that they all fell from down upon the sun onto the earth as if they had all burned, and they wasted away on the earth with immense smoke. After this, there was something like a black sphere, a very long, thick-sighted shaft pointed east, whichever sign means God alone knows, although we have seen, shortly one or another, many kinds of sign on the heaven, which were sent to us by the Almighty God to bring us to repentance. We are still unfortunately so ungrateful that we despise such high signs and miracles of God, or we speak them with ridicule, and it goes on from there. But... You can you can see that there's things that they're trying to describe in the sky. It's fighting with these. It's fascinating hearing them try to describe lights. Yes, like they're describing lights. Well, there's not even planes yet. Exactly. They, 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 how do you describe like Sa- flying saucers? Yeah, they're saying globes, like yeah. round things flying around. It's got in like the sky. blood red. To, but that's what I'm saying is like maybe it wasn't as many as they think it was because it was like. Let's say it was a ship that had lights on it, yeah, and it was moving, and you see a bunch of orbs moving, but really they're not orbs moving. It's one giant object moving that has orbs, which are lights. Um, but either way, when they're talking about it, like they come crashing down. Do they know? Like, do they want? Like, do they find it? Do they find the the crashed, whatever they think it is. Well, we don't know. Or do they just see it fall. There's obviously. A lot of people who have commented on it over the years, some people really believe that that is an event that represents made up. Bat, like a 
flying saucers fighting each other is other people who here's my problem with it yeah and like this is something that's fascinated me forever so brian green the, the physicist sure he talks about how this idea that like we we always assume that we know more than people from the past and that's not necessarily true right like we know the universe is expanding since the big bang it's been expanding and we used to believe it was slowing down we now know that's not true. In fact, it's actually speeding up. So we know at some point in the future, stars are going to cease to exist. Not that they won't exist. They're just going to be so far away, we're actually not going to get any light from stars. So when you look up into the sky, even if you're in like the desert where there's no light pollution, you're going to see no stars out there. Which means at some point, the scientists of 300 years from now may go, stars, like they look back at our historical texts and they go, we think they were wrong. Like, they, they, the stars were something else. Like, I can't. There's not gonna. There's not gonna be no stars in the sky 300 years from now. I'm saying hypothetical. Well, let's say it's thousands of years from now, right? That's actually probably more. I think that's actually what Brian Greene says. It's, it's more like thousands. How can people who have never seen a star in their life, generations before them, have never seen a star in their life? Stars aren't real. And they go, and they look back at what we have, and they go, these people are crazy. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. And I feel like that's what we do with people like this, right? Like, well, they, what technology did they have? They had nothing. They are writing it down on a piece of paper. Like, it was probably a sun flare. It was probably a meteor shower. You dismiss it at whatever. And we'll never know. Yeah. Well, there are people who now today believe that the Rothschild family and a bunch of other came came from that. Yeah, are descendants of aliens who crash landed back in the 1500s in the Hungary area, who then rose to power through the Ottoman Empire or whatever, and then essentially then became the royal family and other powerful families regarding the banking system. I'm so into that type of conspiracy. Yeah, of like a global syndicate of like elevated alien human hybrids. Who've been breeding for generations to control humanity in the shadows. You know what it did sound like to me, though? What? When you were describing it. It was like, you... It's interesting. Because this is what I was talking about before you were finding it. It was like how I don't really have a UFO story. Like, some people do. You happen to have two UFO stories. I do. I've Yeah. And it's funny. Like, we've had this conversation before about how... One of our my favorite things to like think about is like how much it would actually suck to be abducted by aliens. Cause like no one no one believes you. Even like if it happened to me, like even if it happened to me tonight, and I come back to you tomorrow, I'm like, dude, I just got abducted by aliens last night. You're like, mm. like okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. like <laughs> and like you're, sure they were aliens, buddy. Like, like you're my you're my brother. I trust you more than I trust. I pretty much almost anybody, and yet I I hear your your like UFO story, and I believe you. But there's still something in the back of my mind that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like why? Like why do I do that? Um, but I don't think that do you has... want to do you want to tell your UFO story on the podcast? Well, I'll tell which one. I think because the reason why I brought it up is because I think you're the one at the flea market. Sounded kind of similar to what that story was. Not necessarily that there was a fight, but... Well, 
involving like the sun. Well, the one at the flea market I think is less convincing because I didn't get as good a look at it. Like I only saw it very briefly. It was very hard to distinguish. It was hard to make out what it was, and then it was gone. The one, the first one I okay, ever so saw. It, or can you tell it? Yeah, I mean, is I was out late night with a friend. We were in Asbury at the boardwalk, and there was just this bright, plain light in the sky. You know, like when you see a plane or a star, mm-hmm. like you can't tell if it's what. Like, what is that? Is it a star? But it's usually a plane. But you're hoping it's UFO. That's what I was kind of doing. And we had our eye on it for a while, but it was just staying in the sky. And then eventually, it had. we were walking, hanging up posters, because he was in a band. We were hanging up posters all over town. And Good time eventually... Good roughly? Between, it's, we probably started hanging up posters at like 10.30 or 11 o'clock. At night? Yeah. And it had to be like 1 o'clock. In the morning? Mm, like, maybe 12.30. So it's pretty late. Yes. Now, where are you in Asbury? You, like, in a populated area? We went all over town. It was dead. I mean, Asbury was dead. It was very early in the season. It might have been late February or March. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. But it was warm. Like, it was a nice night. Okay. And... It's, like, 12.30. We're done hanging posters. And we're finally, like look at each other and we go that light hasn't moved like this has just been in the sky like the whole time what is that like do you see that yeah like what is that and so we start just now we're like just looking at it and we're probably standing there looking at it for 10 minutes now and it starts to move and at first it's getting really big like it's I don't know if it's getting lower or closer, but, like, bigger. And it's, like, weird. So, like, like, you know it's not a plane. So now we're like, it's not a plane. Because, well, you know it's not a plane because it's just been in this, it hasn't moved. Yes. So it's like, okay, well, it's probably a star. But now you know it's not a star because now it's moving. Yes. And then no sooner can we be like, what is that? Then it just starts going in the other direction getting smaller but it was getting a small it was getting so small so fast that you couldn't even really understand that it had changed directions, directions. and gone away it was it, it was gone. which is very similar to like when you see like the videos that the like uh military posts when they're like like we don't know how it's changing directions like this yeah um so now what's fascinating to me about that story is when i I just wanted to add, when I say that it was, like, when it shot away, it didn't just, like, go from big to small, like, pshoom, gone. It took off and it had, like, a tr- like an arc to it in the way that it was, like, traveling. Like, it moved and gl- the way it glided, it just, like, glided across the sky. Unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Now, how vividly do you still remember this? That... To be honest, I wish I remembered it more vividly, but I think that's just like time and memory yeah. now. Like it's it's crazy how things happen. But I mean, I know that it wasn't anything I had ever seen before or since like that. Now, I spoke to your friend that you were with when this happened. 
Because yeah. I remember I was like, because I never, I hadn't met him before. And I was like, the first time I meet him, I want to, I want to ask him about it. I want to see what, like, he says. And he completely, like, what's the word? Like, not backed you up, uh, verified, like, said the exact same thing, the exact same way. And he was like, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> He's like, that was weird. <laughs> it was weird. So it's like, what is that? Like, we have these encounters all the time. And now, like, what you're saying, right? Like, that 1561, we can go back, and they've had these things. Like, and the Pentagon been... is coming out today, like, coming out every day and saying, hey, this we have videos of unidentified objects. We don't know what Which, they are. The, and then the main question, I think, now you get a lot. But we also have, and I don't mean to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but we also have documents that have been released over time with the CIA about their interests well, and beliefs in... A- aliens and think UFOs. about in just this past year this, this past couple months not even year we had the former dude who was working on under trump who came out and yeah. talked about it and then we had that dude who worked at for what was it uh israel was he the the dude who worked for i'm not sure the, uh, i think it was israel he worked as like their head of Base department, whatever it is, but yeah. he came out and was like, "Because oh yeah, like we we've known about aliens forever." Like, and then people will ask, "Well, if if the if UFOs are aliens and all these things, and we've known about them, like how come how come we don't know? How come we they're they're not among us yet?" It's like, well, how do we know they're not? We don't know anything, right? Like, we don't know anything. We and need I think to be that's, demanding. We need to be demanding. I think that is, transparency for I think that's the biggest the thing is that like. We know so little. We know nothing. Our governments, the governments are not, not so much. Not from the us. United States government. World governments. Every government. Every government. They do not trust the people but it's not with even information. Just governments at this point, it's powerful entities. It's corporations. It's billionaires. It's entertainment industries. When Sony was hacked, you remember when Sony was hacked? Mm-hmm. The information that we got from what what was going on behind their closures. So I'm saying, like, humanity is in the dark. Like, the greater humanity, if we want to be a, a conscious civilization that's making decisions on an interplanetary basis... How can you do it? On an inter-civilization basis, how can we be doing it? We have no leaders we can possibly trust. The governments are suppressing our rights around every corner. We're being put in under house arrest, masked, muted, censored off public platforms. It's a nightmare dystopia out there. And, okay, now the government's like, oh yeah, by the way... Aliens, and now that's where the danger comes in because they're going to use the aliens as another excuse to crack down on the freedom of the individual human. When the individual human should be demanding transparency from government, everything, for everything they know, everything, everything they know, this is an important moment in human everything history. Everything you were saying right now is exactly why I said you need to listen to Dave Smith on Joe Rogan. Okay, because he's like a true blue libertarian, like liberty for the american people like trust us with information trust us to make our own decision we are adults we we were given america to be a land of freedom and liberty we don't we don't have that and there's no way to have that if we don't have this information we need to have this information who is the government to tell us what we can and can't know 
Yeah. Don't give me that bullshit. It's for national security. Fuck you, national security. I'm national security. You're spying on my conversation, right? You're listening to everything I'm saying this second. National security. So it's a bunch of bullshit. And I think you're right. Like, I, like I don't know how. You said it the other day. You said, what did you say? You said, this is the worst end of the world scenario. <laughs> yeah, we're in like the worst choose like, your own adventure. Out of all like, the ways the world can end, yeah, it's, it's, like oh, this, God. like we're going to just go out as like just dystopian. propagandized to death. It sucks. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it's like what like, a way to go. Fiery, like especially if they roll out some, because fi- I bring up the alien stuff. I believe, personally, that there's very likely already contact between world governments, especially the United States governments, With. and alien civilizations. I also believe that billionaires are way ahead of the average human being in their ability to access space and interact with potential other civilizations, if they exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. I fear, much like the COVID-19 scenario, where you take a very realistic threat and hype it up... And you use it to take liberties. To game humanity in a way that you can predict and then benefit from in order to consolidate power and generate an immense amount of wealth. People don't stop to, to... They stop and they'll say things like, well... COVID brought about the largest transfer of wealth in human history, but they don't stop to think about how something like that was orchestrated because it's not an accident. These, this is how the system is designed to operate. And the propaganda system, the network of media shirens and, and sycophants that go on cable news well, and hype every storyline and push talking points to people that get repeated in our culture and society that then become our reality. So that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm not necessarily like, listen, if billionaires are out talking to aliens <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, the way I said that sounds retarded. No, but it's true. But like, if they're doing that, cool. <laughs> if that's the case, or if it's like, listen, I know Joe Biden isn't the greatest guy. I know Nancy Pelosi is <laughs> awful. I know Mitch McConnell sucks. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. I try not to let it bother me because, like, I know. But what bothers me is when American citizens like myself don't care about it. And not only do they not care about it, they actually care about it so much that, like, like what you just said, like, they're sycophants for these individuals. And it's like, how can you drink the Kool-Aid that hard for these people? Like, when we talk about COVID, like, okay, COVID, from, like, but they always want to trust the science, right? Okay, well, science tells us the masks aren't really working. Science tells us masks have never really worked for any sort of (laughs) virus. Um, The science tells us that the actual virus, once it hits uh, sunlight, dies pretty dang quickly science also tells us that probably your best course of action is vitamin d and the best thing you could do is boost your immune system and staying locking yourself indoors is bad for your immune system but then when 
you try to tell someone this online, you get met with this like, how dare you question? And it's like, I'm giving you good news. I'm telling you right now that like, COVID is maybe not as big of a deal as like we all are thinking out. How dare you? You're you're despicable. It's you're upsetting the religion. It's a dogma. Well, it's like when the insurrection happened and how me and you could be cheering on the rioters like, hey, burn that fucking Capitol building to Dude, the ground. Dude, I, st- I still think like, <laughs> I um, still think like, like, so, people, like, people still talk about the insurrection, obviously, and it's not an insurrection because it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> like, how, how people are still so wrong about it. Like, like, the same podcast I'm telling you to listen to, like, they talk about the Capitol Hill riot. And like Joe Rogan is so wrong on it. He's like, he was, it's crazy how close people came to really trying to kill elected officials that day. It's like, n- n- there was never anything close to an elected official even being injured. I don't want to hear it. It's a bunch of crap. And also like, it's almost like we, we have to be like, well, we know that, that the, the, the Capitol riot was, was wrong, but let's think about what got the, like, why, why is it wrong? That's, Why is it wrong? That's the propaganda. Why is it the wrong? The propaganda is that, hey, the Capitol riot was wrong. The Capitol riot is way more justified, and not even in the reasons why it happened. Like, I don't care whether or not you believe the election was on. I, full disclosure, am someone who believes that every election the United States has engaged in in the last, I don't know, name them many of years, have been, to one extent or another, highly dubious in their execution so like here we are in 2020 and people are outraged at the suggestion that people might not be trusting the election results but regardless of why you were at the capitol on january 6th the proper place to protest when you're upset with your government especially the federal government is that the that's is that their doorstep at the doorstep Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. What were they what were they protesting and where did they go to do it? Wall Street. And DC. And not for anything. Like, we're way past the point. I think I think this is something that the left and the right should agree on. Like if you're someone out there who's listening to this somehow and you're a lefty person and you're like, oh, these two are talking about UFOs. I'm now in this UFO podcast. We're sorry to bring up the insurrection and ruin your day. But think about it this way, like if if we can all agree that the the system is broken here, that everything needs to be torn down, why wouldn't we be directing our anger at the seat of power? Yeah. So when you see the propaganda, the propaganda state in action, it's when you see people who defend the Capitol building as a sacred institution. This place cannot be desecrated. This is our holy halls. The people... Who the cathedral is Michael Malice. People like me and you, yes, the cathedral. People like me and you, I think, appreciate the Constitution. I like the Constitution of the United States of America, but I am not someone who thinks that that is gospel. That that is something that cannot, but also cannot ever be questioned or tarnished. But I'm also someone who thinks it's the best we have going forward to give us guidance. But it's also mean the Capitol building. But it is also a holy place. It's also, though, our government doesn't care about the Constitution anymore. So, like... 
Well, our government is a criminal organization, which is why we need transparency from them. We need to know everything they know about aliens. Which is why democracy is a joke. Yes. Well, this is where now we get back to my whole theory that we talked about episodes ago. Democracy is the most overrated. <laughs> it's one of them is very overrated. I, because I, if the aliens come down and they say, "Take me to your leader," what, are they, what is Joe Biden going to say to some aliens? He's going to say. Listen here, aliens. <laughs> Come on, I man. know you. I know you came down and. Do you want to sit on my lap? You want to do this thing, and I uh, oof, anyway. I forgot what I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. Uh, kids used to rub Jill. my leg hair. Like what? Like Jill here. Jill but, here is gonna talk dude, to you. My favorite. Do you remember? This is so off topic, but just like the. My favorite of all the Joe Biden clips is the one of him in the middle of a speech spotting his wife and go, oh, that's my wife, Jill. Hi, Jill. <laughs> it's like in the middle of him talking. It's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah. I uh, think Joe Biden might be an alien or a clone. Okay, so again. I don't go- know that. I, I don't like how much I'm going to be taking from the <laughs> the last Joe Rogan Podcast. You're a Joe Rogan stand. Everyone's gonna be like, I'm not. I'm really not. I don't listen. I happen to like when he has Graham Hancock on, and I really like Dave Smith, who, but he talks about, like, they're talking about AI and deep fakes and stuff. Big fans out there. What if Joe Biden's dead? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Joe Rogan. Joe Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Biden. Joe Biden supposedly had two brain aneurysms. When? In his life. He survived two strokes. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, great. The president has survived two strokes. Or... But anyway, I want to kind of end it with like... And what? It says we're done. We're going to keep going, baby. Well, I'm just thinking like of the alien thing, right? Like, and it's so much more than aliens. Oh, because I didn't even bring up security. Like when we're talking about aliens, JFK... Uh-huh. 9-11, like the big ones. Yeah. Regardless of what your opinions are on any of them, like, how can we function as a society? How can we vote? How can any American citizen go to a, a place to vote and cast a vote when they don't know... Know the answer to these They don't things. know the answer to these things. We need to know the answer. Well, the problem is the CIA is actively shredding and destroying all of these documents as we speak. Millions and millions of documents get shredded by you know CIA how, agents. You know how I told you this morning I went on a Whitest Kids You Know kick? Yeah. Kitty history. Yeah, it's so good. It's a, it's a marvel to, like, everyone should have to be, like, to watch it. <laughs> it is so good. It is funny. All right, tell me about Secure Team. Because well, I think that's how this whole thing started. Well, it's not how it started. But he's also back. And I couldn't help but notice the timing that <coughs> Pentagon's coming out, releasing informa- information about UFOs, and disclosure seems to be coming more and more every day. And Secure Teams comes back after over a year-long hiatus. He's now got health issues and has severe surgery and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, his stuff sounded with no crazy. no mention, though, of the criminal issues, with no mention of the cry for help videos he had posted. And he's back at it, but I can't help but feel like his newest videos... Well, what if they're designed now to, like, be disclosure? But, like, 
a type of they feel almost psyop disclosure. They feel almost like he's reaching for stuff that he never had to reach for before. I, I can't describe it, but I will say that it does. It's an instrument. Maybe they got him, man. Maybe secure team is is controlled up by now. But I will say it's cool. I'm back. I don't know. I think it's interesting to keep in mind when you think about your day-to-day life and how you struggle to pay your bills, how your job breaks your spirit, how the political issues of today, be it involving race or violence or sexual orientations or oppression or whatever, cause you whatever distresses they cause you, I hope that you stop and consider how insignificant humanity is on the scale of the universe and how much more our government knows about what we are and what our role is in our very small place in the cosmos. And what is it as a human being that is our right to know these things as a civilization, as a group, as an are Are we all in this together for real because i think it's interesting how we're talking kind of about aliens propaganda machine q came up i told you that a woman came up to me because i have a q on my truck for q anon and all the times that anyone's ever come up to me for the q on my truck has been for positive reasons and it's interesting how q's been portrayed in the news Versus what the actual message of Q is. Which, which is, is ask questions, right? No. The central message of Q the whole time was always where we go one, we go all. Yeah. Which is we're in this together. Whatever's happening right now. Whatever this propaganda war is. We're, the outcome is going to bring all of humanity to one place. So if that's the case, we as a collective powerless human human individual together become very powerful and we need to demand from our governments who are actually aware of how disadvantaged they are what if though i'm gonna play a little devil's advocate we talked about this a couple months or a couple weeks ago just me and you not on the podcast about um covid and the idea of chaos theory that it's actually not some grand a conspiracy or veil of cover of some sort. It is purely just the people in charge actually don't know what the fuck they're doing. Could that also be the case when it comes to, to aliens? Like, sure, they might know things, but, but maybe they don't know what they know. I mean, the answer is yes, but the answer is also to a certain extent, like, the government itself is, if it's keeping itself in the dark from certain aspects, there's someone, there. there's so much knowledge and so many secrets over so many years that's been accumulated that in order for us to even get a, rep- a representable accounting of factual history from the archives of the government or the CIA or whatever... Would take, you know, teams of academic experts years to even come to any conclusion or consensus. So, like, maybe we're even post-truth in that sense. 
But all I'm saying is if we're going to interact with aliens as a human community, we need to understand what <clears throat> what the most advanced understanding of that is as far as governments or human knowledge knows. I think it needs to be public information. I completely agree. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've just been on this big kick of like, we need to know everything. And we'll never know everything. But maybe one day, if we if we all collectively as a country... Before before a globe, I think Find we have to do it as a country. Around. In other countries, united around alien disclosure. Be united around alien disclosure. <laughs> be united around. Like, you, can we? Uh, here's some my platform. Here, political platform of the brothers Ketchup. So, like, you can hate me because I'm a cute guy. You could judge me because I'm a white person. Well, any of these types of things. But if I were a politician, here's my political pat- platform. Maybe you can get behind me. Expose. All the corrupt billionaire bankers, Federal Reserve corruption from history. Tell you if aliens and Bigfoot are real. You already have no shot. And expose the pedophiles. Yeah, you no shot. <laughs> um, take two of those three out and just run on aliens and Bigfoot and maybe have a chance. I think I get killed either way. Nah, I don't know. I think aliens and Bigfoot won't get you killed. The other stuff will. For sure. I don't know, man. They went after Mulder pretty hard. He was only into it for the aliens, really. Are you talking about X-Files? Yep. Okay. I was thinking Mark Mulder, <laughs> the pitcher, and I'm like, I don't think he's got... No. Um, this has been going on for 50 minutes, plus. Wait, so... Well... We didn't review any movies this week. We were going to well, watch Mortal Kombat. I want you to tell people about your new hobby. Oh, shit. Because you're a psycho. Well, I shouldn't say that before you tell people what that hobby is. I want to get into throwable projectiles. <laughs> <laughs> and I already have started. I was going to say, you're target. already into it. You built the target at 7 a.m. I purchased throwing knives, and I have... I've stuck multiple thrown projectiles into said targets. Which I will say, it's cooler than terrarium. I'm still into terrariums. I'm going to build a new terrarium soon. This one's kind of funky. I might have to redo it. It doesn't... Uh, terrarium update. Terrarium's dying. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. Well, it is. It's dying now. Why is it dying? What'd you do? The holly leaves are decomposing. Isn't the whole point of it that it, does, it won't die because it'll sustain its ecosystem? Well... Yes, and it's not. So you that doesn't up. mean that it won't go through phases where all the plant life will die off and then regrow at some point. But right now, it's in a phase where everything is not doing well. There's also a lot of moisture trapped in there, so I don't know. It might be time to try a new one, or I'm gonna let that just see what happens. But but it is in a bad state right now. I feel bad for it. But yeah, throwing knives. I'm doing well, man. I got some think, pictures. I sent do you to think you. in three months you're going to be a better throwing knifer or a terrarium maker? The terrarium making isn't really like... It's more... That's not really like a... It's a skill, I guess, but it's not like... 
Well, yours isn't good, so. I don't think anything mine's really good. I like you just said it's dying and it's too much moisture in there. But that's okay. That's not doesn't mean it's not good. It's just a place. It's a thing that can't be good or bad. It's just a terrarium. There's life in there. There's aliens in your terrarium. <laughs> I've captured a Martian. You know, I'm like Dr. Seuss. I feel like I've actually said this exact thing on this podcast, and it's okay. gonna be weird. Cool. And Dr. Seuss and like Horton hears a who, or like in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. It starts when they zoom in. Yes, a person is a person, no matter how small. What? A person is a person, no matter how small. Well, I don't know what that means, but that's from Horton hears a who. They they zoom in. It's like in Horton hears a who. It's like. The one little blowy thing that comes off of the blower, this whole thing takes place on a ton of that. And then in How They Were Install Christmas, it's all on in a snowflake. And I just think it's fascinating to think about, like, what if that's like us? Like, if, well, you, if you zoomed us out. Yeah, I know what, we're, what we are. Like, where are we? Are we on a snowflake? Are we on a... No. We are actually on the back of... A lice that is infesting the pubic hair of an overweight man in Minnesota. It's turtles all the way down. It's yes. It's just overweight men in Minnesota's pubic all, all the way down. It's weird, but yeah. Like, you, we've did we watch Interstellar together? I think so. Maybe it's like the idea that like the further you get away, time slows down for you. Like, what if? Well, that's. It's just that. You experience time differently. Yeah. Okay, so like, what if our planet that's been around for all these years, if you were to zoom out, we're just one little speck of sugar that's sprinkled atop a churro <laughs> on a Sunday, and the entire Earth's existence Sounds delicious. has been in just the time frame from like when a seven-year-old picked up the churro and like moved it towards its mouth. Could be, and that 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 split second of time, everything that we're ta- thinking just took place. It's valid, and the Martians and the Palladians, and the reptilians—they're all out there. They're all on the that Anunnaki. Too. Yes, they're all on that churro. Now I don't know. I, I this is where you get into. This is what I was talking about at the beginning. Like it's all a spectrum of people's beliefs. So like, my point is always I don't know what's true. I don't know what's valid and it's not my place to say that anyone's beliefs are valid or invalid i think it's very interesting to talk about all sorts of things that there are people out there that believe them because there are legitimate reasons why people believe what they believe whether or not you want to acknowledge whether someone's reasons are legitimate or not you know what i mean I do and we live in a time where like that seems to be an impossible perspective to have. It's getting more impossible. It used to be like, I guess, what people stri- like wanted, but not anymore. I guess. We got nothing. All right, man. That was a good one. Aliens. So there we go. We've tackled. I don't even remember. God. <laughs> God dreams, planes of existence, now aliens. So yeah. We should record ourselves doing DMT. Yeah, for the first time. Sure. Perfect. We should record ourselves committing serious crimes. 
and put him out as podcast episodes. On today's episode, we commit <laughs> bank fraud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, have a good night, everyone. We'll squirt you tomorrow.
baseball. Bonus Yankee <laughs> at the end of, at the end of the podcast. The Yankees won. We're just happy. Three in a row. They're four out of five. They're winning baseball games. Thank God. And they're still not playing their best baseball, which is exciting. No one is even hot yet, but players are starting to hit, so that's nice. Barely. Um, I want to I want to talk about my Garrett Cole take. What is it? I want to. I need to apologize formally for not appreciating Garrett Cole last year. Sorry about that. Garrett Cole last year. I think he's finished like a two nine ERA. Yeah, he was still pretty good. And I wasn't impressed. I wasn't excited when he took the mound. It was just like, eh. Whatever. Shortened season, but oh, weren't wow. that good. He was okay, but then he, he had the weird personal catcher thing that I didn't like. And But now, just the way he's starting this season, I look forward to every time he takes the mound. It is so fun to watch him pitch. He's so good. Um, it's pretty awesome to have like that kind of pitcher on our team, which like we never have. Um, it's still a little sad though when I look across the league at like the Dodgers and stuff, and they have or the Mets. like three of these types of guys. But whatever, like it's awesome to have one. Um, so I apologize to Garrett Cole, and he's becoming my favorite player. And I think I kind of want to get a Cole jersey, a forty-five pinstripe. Cole is. One of those pitchers that when you sit down and just you can just be comfortable and enjoy what's happening. I love I love his attitude. He's a gamer. It just makes the game so breezy when you have and a like, pitcher like even, that on the mound. Like tonight, like he didn't have his A plus stuff tonight. He probably had like B stuff and like C control, and he still was like pretty dominant. I think this is one of baseball's biggest mistakes because I think it could thrive. If more, if they cultivated more pitching talent, and like, the, you you could have a great sport that people like to watch if the pitchers all through like Eric Cole, yeah, and Jacob Degrom. Oh, absolutely. It, and well, the games were all two one like tonight. Well, how often do we see like when a when a game doesn't have like action in in quotation marks? Like maybe pitchers are just really good, and maybe broadcasts and commentators need to talk about why that is like talk about break down Garrett Cole like during the game like show me what he's doing and why he's doing it well talk me through the pitch selection talk me through location and why he's choosing certain pitches tell me about spin rate and like the the typically like the home broadcast like the yes network they do a good job of that but like put it on the national display they don't do that Give me a, a Yankee game on, like, tomorrow. Like, tomorrow they're going to play 1 o'clock on MLB Network. Show me, like, and if it turns to be a pitcher, pitcher's duel, like, hype it up. Like, it's okay that there's not runs. It's okay to have an awesome pitcher just duel, uh, dominate. Yeah. It was, uh, we'll finish out the series with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And have another nine games, I think, or eight games to go. Well, this was nine because we're playing 13 in a row. So nine. this is four. So yeah. nine games in a row. So there's. You come out of this road trip now, you started off really well. If you can come out of this road trip with. No, you know, wait. Six and three? 
think we're only going to have seven games left because I forgot about the two against the Braves. Okay, it's well. That wasn't part of the road trip, but it's, but it's part of this 13 in a row. But you're starting the road trip 3-0. So even if you lose tomorrow, you get the split. Do we even know the Yankees schedule? I've been bad this year with the schedule. I don't know. I'm normally like really good at knowing like our next five series ahead. Oh, the cool thing about recording the end in the beginning is uh, this dog is freaking out, and I, now I know like when I start the podcast, throw this dog out. <laughs> Look at him. What are you doing, dog? Right. Wait, what do you think about the Yankees? Okay, so we go to Baltimore for four. Love that. After Cleveland. So let's say we lose tomorrow. So now you're you're four and two on this thirteen stretch. Let's say you do, do you say split with Baltimore? It's I feel like in a four game series, it's so hard to give yourself the series win. I mean, I want to win. I want to win, win the series. Of these games. Obviously, no, but you I'm might. saying like I always try to like look ahead and give myself like an idea of where I think the team should be at. When you're talking a four-game series, I think it's so hard to look at any four-game series. And I don't care how good you are and be like, we're going to win that series. It's hard to win three games. Um, and then we have, then we finish off with the Tigers. So At home? At home. So, I mean, if we're going to be, like, aggressive about it, let's win tomorrow. Let's be... Win tomorrow. Then you're five and one. Take three out of four from the from the Orioles. Eight and two. Sweep the Tigers. Eleven and two. Eleven and two in the thirteen game set gives yourself way above five hundred, and you're right back to. I mean that'd be a crazy recovery. But they don't. They still don't look great yet. So hopefully they can just start to. Hit. Well, it's getting to the point now, where like. Someone's gonna get hot. I need like Glaber for an extended Torres. period of time. Aaron Hicks is getting a little hot. Kinda like he had a home run yesterday, home run today. Walking. Odor had a home run yesterday, home run today. But if you look at like a guy like like Judge Stanton, Judge Stanton, DJ Glaber, Gary. Uh, Gary, like these guys aren't hot. Like yeah, no one's hot. hot. And not only are they not hot, most of them are cold. Are we excited for the NFL draft on Thursday? Since we're doing that's sports? Thursday. Sports bonus content after the podcast. This is after the squirt sports. After the squirt sports. Oh boy! New oh segment. yeah! Hidden deep after. hidden segment after the squirt sports. <laughs> I kind of love that. That might just be its own podcast. After the squirt sports with Sal and Breaky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk some Yanks. <laughs> After oh, the squirt man. sports. Who do you want the Dolphins to draft? Go. I'm so torn, dude. I've gone, I've gone, I flip-flopped on three guys. And I'm taking one of them out right now. Jamar Chase, don't want him. I don't care if, I don't want him. I need, in that first pick, Devontae Smith or uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm leaning back towards Devontae Smith. I was originally Smith, then I went to Pitts, then I was back at Smith. So I'm staying at Smith right now. That's who I want, number one. What's The 18th pick is actually what interests me. I actually don't really care about the 6th pick that much. Whoever we take there, I think I'm going to be happy with. But the 18th pick is so interesting to me. Because we can be go so many ways. Depending on who falls. 
Exactly. And no one knows anything. They talk about certain players and who's going to be where and all this guy's definitely going to be gone, but you don't know. It's a name that I'm kind of starting to get interested in in 18 because I think Can I guess? the type of player that could that's supposed to be gone well before 18, but because of his position. Can I guess? And yes. You're not is it, is it a linebacker? No. Ooh. Uh, quarterback? Quarterback? Is that... You didn't take a quarterback or anything? Thrower of the football? No. Uh, a wide receiver? No. An edge rusher? No. I mean, who we talking, a safety? Like, who are we talking about? Like Quarterback, Patrick Sertain Jr. You think he's going to fall to 18? If he gets 18, I want him. If he gets 18, I think he's a, a must. Only because I personally wouldn't take him, but we know Flores and we know how much he loves his secondary. And... You Kids a stud. Legacy. Kids a stud. Like one of the best defensive players to ever grace the Dolphins was his father. So yeah. Like to put his son in a uniform, and just be like, "Hey, go out there and go play. Go play on the same field." Your what dad excites me about the draft is like, we can we can speculate about the draft all we want. We can guess where people are going to go. But when it happens, but when it, it happens. like exactly when it happens, <laughs> like last year, is. like last year, I remember like how like how confident I felt in like where certain players were going to go. And, like, it just didn't work out. Like, some players just fall. So, like, I want at 18, who I want is, um, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, name. Najee? Najee. I want Najee Harris so bad at 18. But, I mean, what happens if, like, Devontae Smith, Pitts, Chase kind of go, and then the next wide receiver is, like, a... Eskridge or someone. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting at 18 and you're like, Waddle fell. Uh, like you're saying, Sertain falls. Well, if Sertain falls, well, that means there's even more people who are available in the back end. So it really opens up the drafts. So, like, it's so hard to sit here and be like, I want this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Because who knows who's going to be available. I used to <clears throat> I used to scout prospects and get really upset when they didn't pick the players I picked and or get really excited when they pick players that I wanted. Like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go. I just think it's, I've learned over the years not to do that because it's, I kind of follow everyone, look at the players I'm interested in, get guys that I like, but ultimately I don't do any research on any of the players until after the draft because I just want to see the players that we have. Yeah. And I'm going to love any of the guys we draft and have the well, highest hopes and expectations for them. Regardless. Like, I am so convinced that this team is going to pick a wide receiver or a tight end. If yeah, it's Pitts. Pass, yes. In yeah, the first pass. six picks. But, like, what if... But they know better. What, what if they. Sewell's there? Like, if Penny Sewell falls, which he very well could at this Maybe point... Maybe you want him. You probably... What if, I wouldn't be like... I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, now what? Sense, yeah. Now it changes the, the whole rest of the draft. Because I, now you need a wide receiver at 18, probably, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um... So it's it's interesting, but um, what I was gonna say is, we're both Tua guys. Like I'm I'm Tua. I'm a Tua guy. I am I'm arms. a believer in Tua. His giant arms, <laughs> but like let's say draft shit happens, Justin Fields falls to eighteen. No, I'm not taking the card. Why not? I'm not taking him because it's a second round pick i mean a second pick in the first round after you already get a wider, a weapon for two trade, why not why I'd not give someone back for someone who wants Justin Fields before i took Justin Fields myself yeah it's probably a better better play but i wouldn't hate 
Because I'm trying it. to make my team better for the product that's going to be on the field this season, and that is with two at quarterback. Correct. And with Jacoby Brissett as the backup, not with Justin Fields as the backup. So I don't think I'm making my team better if I pick Justin Fields. I keep forgetting that we signed Wolf Fuller. Not weird. And he's, he's going to be suspended for that first game. But then he's going to make an impact. Right? Like he's, he's got to, right? If you have Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and one of Chase Smith, Waddle. And you still have Bowden, I, Preston Williams thing, if he's healthy. Here's the only reason why I'm I'm not into Pitts at six. And I like Pitts. When you put everything, is it because when you put the entire like receiving core together, it kind of doesn't really fit with it? Like You're still not getting... You need a wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. And Pitts is a freak of nature... One of a kind tight end who you could build your offense around, which would be cool. And like, I think if we had, if we drafted Pitts, like, I think it could work. Like, Pitts is great, but I don't know if he's immediately the impact of adding one of even Waddle to the offense. Well, because that type of athlete at the wide receiver position with Fuller, with Parker, with the other pieces you have is really what this team needs. Because you have Gasecki. Who's perfectly fine for yeah. a pass catching tight end? Well, so that's what that's kind of what I think too, and that's why I think I'm back on Devonte Smith because I think when you put a guy like Devonte Smith in the slot and you let him do his weird little like right off the line, his one little cut and in, and he's just fucking gone. Like we don't have anyone who can do that, yeah. and Kyle Pitts can't do that. So, I love Devontae. I want it to be Devontae. Um, but again, if, if Greer goes out and takes pits, then it's... I don't care. I'll take pits. Be, be, I, I mean, everyone pits, yeah. everyone is calling him a Hall of Famer. That'd be great. So, so yeah, I'm all about drafting Hall of Famers. So. Alright, if you listened all the way through and that heard sports? past the squirt and listened to after the squirt sports... It's 9.56 on Saturday. So we don't know the outcome of the Masvidal Usman fight. Oh, I'm gonna put so. my prediction right here. Masvidal by knockout, fourth round. I thought Masvidal Mesvedev was Masvidal? the president of Russia. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what? Like, after Putin, wasn't it Mezvedev, and then Putin came in? Who the hell is Mezvedev? I don't know. He's not the professional UFC fighter. Mezvedev. Oh, he's the tennis player. Alright. Forget Mezvedev being the president of Russia. He was a tennis player. Is Russian, though, so there we go. You know what? I've just decided. But I want to go to a Mets game. I want to get tickets to a Degrom start. And it's also Medvedev. Who are you talking about? The <laughs> tennis player? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is after the Squirt Sports with Sal and Frankie. See you next week on the Brothers Ketchup. <laughs> Wait, what'd you call it? Did you, did you? I don't think you said the right name. After the Squirt Sports. After the Squirt Sports. We should make a T-shirt. After the Squirt Sports. Do 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 do. Bam. I feel like that would be the theme song.